0: take our Bibles and go to Romans, the fifth chapter of the book of Romans, and we're going to be starting right at the beginning of the chapter in verse 1. We're going to do something that we haven't done in a long time, and it used to be on Fridays. Uh, before we, uh, before we started the uh, vault room on Fridays, uh, there for a while we would have the text of Scripture be the devotion. So some of you um, long termers will remember that we've uh, we would read a text, and uh, I'll just outline a few things in the text, but then the devotion is actually our praying. So we're we're going to add to the devotion as we pray. So you get to be a part of the devotion, and you get to be a part of of praying the text back to the Lord. My comments will be somewhat succinct. That's always a challenge, but uh, somewhat succinct here. But I've got a passage of Scripture I have been studying personally And I'm just going to read this text, we're going to read 11 verses of Romans chapter five. And then I'm going to give us just a few moments to personally read back through it. And then maybe ask the Lord how you would pray this back to him and our praying the text back to the Lord will form our devotion, but also then obviously be our prayer time. So it may be that you have uh, an unbelieving family member or an unsaved um, person you're praying for, and you see something in this text that you can hang that prayer request on. Do it before the Lord. Uh, it may be that you are encouraged or discouraged, and there's something in the text that you want to um, hang that encouragement or discouragement on and do it before the Lord as we pray. So our prayer, uh, our Praying will be the extension of our devotion today. So Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 1, I may break a little bit here after verse uh, 5. I'll probably read verses 1 through 5, make a comment, and then extend by verse 6. So the Bible says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom... Also, we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, those two verses uh, just captivated me uh, over the last couple of days. But um, and if you. Th- and I and I cannot resist the temptation to make comments, so I'm just going to make comments. So that word hope, often in the New Testament, we understand not as a wishful thinking, but as confidence. We have confidence in uh, we uh, rejoicing in confidence of the glory of God. That's a to me a description of revival. So we're in the presence of the Lord. We have peace with God. Verse one, and because of that justification and peace with god because of what we have in christ jesus we have direct access to the throne room of god and and we are standing it's kind of like we're standing in the throne room of god and we realize we're standing in grace and glory so we're, we're we're marveling at who god is um this is revival to me it's, it's it's when we get a view of who god is and what he's done it it engages our souls and really it's awakening because we want others to know this as well so but so here's the perspective it's kind of a change of perspective beginning in verse 3 and not only so but we glory in tribulations also so because of this confidence and this standing In the midst of grace and glory, our perspective from being negative actually turns to positive, even in a negative situation. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. We talked about that yesterday. Dwight talked about that yesterday. Um, Because, ooh, ooh. Because the love, the agape of God, is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is given unto us. Again, this is revival. Think of this. That agape love of God, the, the, uh, the texture says shed abroad, but the idea is it's poured into our hearts. <laughs> so this um, this love of God... Is being poured into our hearts. And the idea is poured to the max. It's poured to where we are filled up and we can't be filled in, in, anymore. The love of God is shed abroad, poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Ooh, I love that. Personal application of the Holy Spirit to our hearts, which is given to us. That's that's a beautiful portrayal of revival. Now that would be enough. And I think that should be enough probably, but uh, we're going to go on just a few more verses because what, (laughs) what we have here is Paul kind of then giving us a sense of where we've come from. So he's given us this view of our standing before God and realizing we're standing in grace and glory before God. And then he says, now let me show you where you've come from to get here. And he uses four ugly terms about who we were before Christ. Ugly terms. Look at this. Verse six, for when we were yet without strength, That's the first term. It's actually one word in in the Greek. it, It means helpless. We were incapable of working out our righteousness ourselves. We were helpless. We were without strength. For when we were without strength, word one, ugly term one, without strength, in due time, Christ died for the second ugly term, ungodly. So we were without strength. We were ungodly. It's really a strong word. Um, even later in this book, it's a, it's, it's a recurring strong word. um, Basically talking about the offense that we were before God, ungodly. The word uh, carries the idea of being neglectful of God. So we're not only helpless, we're worse than that. We're neglectful of who God is and what he's done. It's we were offensive to God in this regard Verse seven. Uh, for scarcely for a righteous man, that means basically a man who 's kind of okay is this is not imputed righteousness this is he 's not in the view of others overly wicked um, he 's okay for scarcely for a righteous man will one die yet peradventure for a good man. That's one, somebody who's known for being okay, <laughs> he's he's loved for his goodness, um, yet peradventure, adventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet ugly word number three, sinners, sinners, we were not just without strength, we were not ungodly. We were sinners. And contrasted with Christ, we have this okay person, this okay person who maybe even loved for being okay. But in God's view, everybody's wicked. Okay, we're sinners. Christ died for us. We benefited. God loves these people. God loves these sinners, these helpless, neglectful, ungodly sinners. God loves us. And then and he provided his son to deliver us from our sin. It's it's God's depth of love. it's John John 3:16, love. And before we read verse nine, if we ever wonder if it's Why we pray, and if we ever wonder, is it really worth praying, look back at what God has done for us. While we were without strength, ungodly, and sinners, Christ died for us. We ought to be praying for people that Christ died for to bring them to glory. Um, Verse 9, much more than being now justified by his blood... We shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, here's that fourth word, not only without strength, not only ungodly or neglectful or ungodly, no, without strength, ungodly sinners, but we were enemies. <laughs> hmm. When we were enemies... We were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So we were reconciled by his death. We we're saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom now we have received the atonement. Hmm. So I couldn't help but thinking, and I think this might have been a mistake, but um, not that my thinking was a mistake, but that often is. But uh, um, some of you have heard uh, Stephen Lee and I talk about Bill Jones up in New York City, missionary Bill Jones. Um, He has a podcast through Sermon Audio called Stories from New York. And he normally sends the podcast to Stephen, and Stephen then whatever you do with podcasts okay sends it into the podcast world and um but he sent it to the board i think he sent it to the board instead of just to Stevens. so we were all got this mp3 file and it's basically describing bill walking down the streets of new york city where the street was filled with cars and the cars weren't moving but there's lots of people on the sidewalks, and they were moving, and he was walking by people that were obviously without Christ and maybe obviously trying to work their way to heaven by being religious and zealous. And, And he said, the way Bill described it, he says, my salvation is without works. My salvation is accomplished already. The work has been done. I don't have to sit on the sidewalk and sell these things or go through all the praying toward the East and all these things, my salvation's accomplished. And I want everyone to know salvation is a free gift. And, uh, and I looked at this and I thought, <laughs> what a glorious God we have. We were without strength. We were ungodly. We were sinners. We were enemies and it builds up in intensity. But in the very first part of the chapter, um. This grace wherein we stand and the hope of the glory of God has and the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. I just, I just jotted down these words. We are standing in grace and glory. We are standing in grace and glory. Revival comes when we understand this and we repent of sin and we run and we and we, Um, are zealous for the things of the Lord awakening comes when we say we are without strength and ungodly and sinners and enemies and and we run to Christ and salvation and then we're all standing in grace and glory